bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of a judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I am back. It was great not being here. (laughs) Uh, Happy belated Easter. Um, Didn't have to do Good Friday, so everything was cool, calm, and copacetic and hot. I was out of town um, hanging out, doing all sorts of things, so... 833-212-1017 is the number. However, knowing me, I am the news junkie that I am, the news hound that I am, the news chaser that I am. There's so much that's going on, so many things that's been happening. Um, Unfortunately, two law enforcement officers were killed in Barron County. Um. Looks like one was a veteran. The other one was a female 23-year-old officer, deputy. Um, It's unfortunate on a traffic stop. Two most dangerous times of, uh, well, there are actually three most dangerous times of law enforcement officers working. Some will agree. Some will disagree. One is a traffic stop. The other one is domestic violence. I should probably talk into the microphone, right? And the third one is going to serve a search warrant. So, unfortunately, and we'll keep, whether you do or not, I'll keep those families in my prayers and give them some thought about what's going on and what's happening. 
833-212-1017 is the number. Also looking at Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky this morning, shooting, five people dead, nine people at the hospital. Why? Because a person was told they were letting him go. Rule number one, why do you do that on a Monday? But we don't know when it happened. We'll have to look into the story. 91st and Silver Spring, crash. Two people die. Two young people die. Did they run the light, not run the light? Was it, a, was it truly an accident? Was it truly just a crash? 14-year-old shot, 12-year-old taken into custody. 64th and Sheridan, and and we go on and we go on and we go on. I was at a place this weekend. And here's how serendipity happens. I'm reading something that someone is actually talking about. I'm reading something that's actually telling me the same thing. That a person is talking about. And what the person was talking about, I had to I had to once again use some common sense, some dignity, some respect, some humility to not stand up. You know, people always blame me. They always, you know, because I'll always say stuff instead of doing stuff. And 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 I remind them, I say, you know, as long as I say, man, I wish I could punch you in the face, that's better than actually punching you in the face. For me, that's better than sitting here pretending like nothing is happening, being quiet, letting it build up and fester, and then all of a sudden just going off and punching somebody in the face. Right? So, I heard a white couple talking, and they actually talked about how would the world be without black people in it? How would America be without black people? And I thought to myself, hmm. That's funny because I'm actually reading something that's titled and the author is unknown and it's titled a world without black people. Now I read it and it's going to take a while for me to read it. So bear with me, but it's told in narrative form. It's told in story form. This is a story of a little boy named Theo who woke up one morning and asked his mother, Mom, what if there were no black people in the world? Well, his mother thought about that for a moment and then said, Son, follow me around today and let's just see what it would be like if there were no black people in the world. Mom said, Now go get dressed. And we'll get started. And so Theo ran to his room and put on his clothes and shoes. His mother took one look at him and said, Theo, Wear your shoes. And those clothes are all wrinkled, son. I must iron them. However, when she reached for the ironing board, it wasn't there. You see, Sarah Boone, a black woman, invented the ironing board. And Jan E. Metzlinger, a black man, invented the shoe-lasting machine. So she said, oh, well, uh, go do something to your hair. And then he ran to his room to comb his hair. But the comb wasn't there because, you see, Walter Sammons, a black man, actually invented the comb. And so Theo decided to just brush his hair, but the brush was gone because Lydia O. Newman, a black female, 
actually invented the brush. So then mom just told Theo, look, do your chores around the house and then take a trip to the grocery store. So Theo has to always sweep the floor. So he swept and swept. And when he reached the dustpan, it wasn't there. Why? You see, Lloyd P. Ray, a black man, invented the dustpan. And so he swept his pile of dirt over in the corner and he just left it there and then decided to mop the floor. But the mop was gone because Thomas W. Stewart, a black man, invented the mop. So Theo yelled to his mom, Mom, I'm, I'm not really having any luck. And she said, well, son, let me finish washing these clothes and we'll prepare a list for the grocery store. But when the, when the wash finished, she went to place the clothes in the dryer. But guess what? It wasn't there. You see, George T. Salmon, a black man, Invented the clothes dryer. And then mom asked Theo to go get a pencil and some paper, prepare their list for the market. So Theo ran and got paper. But notice that the pencil actually didn't have lead in it. It was broken. And so he was out of luck because John Love, a black man, actually invented the pencil sharpener. So then mom reached for a pen, but it wasn't there because William Purvis, a black man, invented the fountain pen. So as a matter of fact, Lee Burridge, Invented the typewriting machine and W.A. Lovett, the advanced printing press. So Theo and his mother decided, you know what, we'll just head to the market. So while Theo opened the door, he noticed the grass was as high as he was tall. You see, John Burr, a black man, invented the lawnmower and they made their way over to the car, but it wouldn't go. John Spikes, a black man, invented the automatic gear shift. Joseph Gamble invented the supercharged system for what? Internal combustible engines. They also noticed that the few cars that were moving kept running into each other and having wrecks because there were no traffic signals because Garrett A. Morgan, a black man, invented the electronic traffic signal. Well, it was getting late. They walked to the market. They got their groceries. They returned home and they were about to put away the milk, the eggs, the butter. And they noticed the refrigerator was gone because John Standard, a black man, invented the refrigerator so they just left the food on the counter. But then by this time, he noticed he was getting cold and mom went to turn up the heat. But Alice Parker, a black female, invented the heating furnace. And even in the summertime, they would be out of luck because Frederick Jones, a black man, invented the air conditioner. It was almost time for Theo's father to arrive home. And he usually takes the bus, but there was no bus because it's precursor. You know, that thing called the electronic trolley invented by another black man, Albert R. Robinson. He usually takes the elevator to his office on the 20th floor, but he couldn't because Alexander Miles, a black man, wasn't there. He invented the elevator. So he usually drops off the mail at the nearby mailbox, but it wasn't there because Philip Downing, a black man, invented the letter drop mailbox. And William Baring invented the postmarking and the canceling machine for the mail. So then Theo and his mother sat at the kitchen table with their hands in their heads, and when their father arrived home. He said, why are you sitting in the dark? Why? Because Lewis Hunter Latimer, a black man, invented the actual filament that goes in the light bulb. And Leo quickly learned about what it would be like if there were no black people in the world, especially if they were ever sick and needed blood. You see, Dr. Charles Drew, a black scientist, found a way to preserve and store blood, which led to his starting the world's first blood bank. Well, 
What if a family member had to have heart surgery? That would not have been possible without Dr. Daniel Hell Williams, a black man who performed the first open heart surgery. So if you ever wonder, like Theo and this couple I was listening to, where would we be without black people? Well, it's pretty plain to see. We'd still be in the dark. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm going back to the South. I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a bulb bulb tree of life on fertile ground. Ancestor put me on game. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I was going to tease you, but I'm not. I'm going to be nice. It's, it's, it's a new week. You remember that time, didn't you? <laughs> See how he just cut the music down? He don't even let it fade. He'll be like, hey. I'll be like, I was, I, was, I, was, I was jamming. Now, the good thing about it is, we're not connected. We're not on the internet, are we? We're not, like, broadcasting. No? Okay, good. Like the Twitter or something, and you'd be sitting in here, like, picking your nose or something during a commercial break, and all of a sudden, people be like, <gasps> and I forgot I was on. Mm, the things you could see. The things you would hear. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, Mark said, very nice content, doctor. Excellent delivery. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. But I, you know, this weekend, what, what happened? So a couple, couple things drove me a little batty, upset me a bit. So we actually expelled the two black assembly members in Tennessee, but didn't. But the white chick made about one vote. What's that about? Like, what, what, I, I don't, so the white chick made it by one vote, but the two black guys got expelled for, for exercising. Now, did they do wrong? Yes. Did they not follow the protocol and the rules as it related to the assembly in Tennessee? Yes. Had they been white, they would have been sanctioned. Had they been white, they would have been sat down, taking the, or we're going to strip you of your committees. Okay. Because, you know, committees is how you make extra money, right? You get paid extra to be on committees. In some states, you get paid like a per diem every day. So when you show up at the Capitol, you get paid for that on top of your salary. So you might have a $60,000, $70,000 job, but you might make close to ninety because of committees and per diems and travel, all that stuff, right? So I, I don't know exactly how it works because I'm not a elected official thank goodness and so i i find it interesting that because you got mad at what they did you took it upon yourself see part of the problem with politics today is people are taking advantage of their majorities and going so far across the line instead of showing some modicum of decency but the problem with that is that i gotta say it the democrats have not been showing any decency 
They've been doing things because they don't like somebody. And then it comes back and it bites them. And then they get upset or mad. I want to call it racist. Well, I don't know if you could call it racist because they voted based on the rule of law. So let's, you know, the rules and the procedures of the Tennessee Assembly. So let's do the same thing when Democrats are in charge, too. Let's follow the rule of law. Let's follow the rules, the procedures, the protocols, and do it then as well. I, I think it's only fitting that we do that. The problem is we go so far over the line to get back at somebody because we don't like them that we forget that when the rules change, you'll get burned too. And nowadays, Republicans aren't smart enough to not use their power in ways that they aren't supposed to. That are, that are, well, they can. It's just vindictive. It means. I think both sides need to remember that because we keep going over the line, over the line, over the line to the point why have a line? In Wisconsin, we keep talking about gerrymandering and we're going to have all these lawsuits to change gerrymandering. But if you actually changed all the, like what boundaries are you going to change? You're only going to be changing boundaries so that Democrats can vote. And Democrats are only in like two big places, Madison and Milwaukee. So if you take them out or like what, what, what are you going to change? The majority of the districts in Wisconsin, Aldermatic County, State Assembly, State Senate, U.S. Congress, like they're all set. And it's majority. Because the first district will never not be Democrat. So it's just, or is it the fourth? I don't know. One of them. So what's changing? Nothing. It's not like we live in Ozaukee County, um, Waukesha County, Washington County, Walworth. Like, it's not like there's a lot of Democrats there. So what, what districts are you going to change? The only thing you can do is give white Democrats more power in the city of Milwaukee by making them predominantly white instead of some of them being predominantly black or predominantly Hispanic. What you're going to do is narrow those districts and make them smaller so that it doesn't have as much power so that white liberals outside of there can vote and have all the power in their district. And the blacks that live there will always be in the minority. So you'll be in the minority in terms of the size of your district. And you'll be in a minority when you're in a predominantly white district. So what exactly are you giving us? We're supposed to just follow along and support being Democrat for what reason? We don't get anything. We don't ask anything. And then we wonder. 833-212-1017 is the number. What happened in Milwaukee over the weekend? Did it just get warm? Did it just get warm and everybody lost their mind? A 12-year-old in custody? What's that about? And then they locked up the mother of the six-year-old that took the gun to school and shot the teacher. They locked the mother up. Well, first of all, how your six-year-old get a gun? How does a six-year-old even understand or know how to use a gun? Like, what is that? I, I, I don't know that. It's not like it's some white kid from up north where they start using guns when they're you know, in the crib. Like you, like, you had a baby born and you buy them a gun, right? 
I'm being a little facetious, but but then again, mm, right? It's not like a, you're a gun lover where you buy a baby a gun. That's like the dad that buys his son a football helmet and the baby's like two days old. Oh, I bought him a gift, oh, the football helmet. Right, living vicariously already. <sighs> How are we going to stop gun violence? 833-212-1017. How will we stop gun violence? We're at a point now. Like, this is the tipping point. This summer is going to go south or it'll stay level. If it stays level, we have record numbers of homicides. It needs to go down. If it gets worse, because I want to know what you think. 833-212-1017. What, what, how are we going to change gun laws? How are we going to fix and allow people to keep their, their, um, constitutional right to keep and bear arms. That's, that's what I wonder because I don't understand or know what can be done to stop the gun violence. I have my ideas, but I want to hear what you have to say because you have to live here this summer. You have to work here this summer. You have to get to work this summer. And I'm going to tell you, Couple streets, I'm never driving up again. I'm just tell you that right now. There are a couple streets. Let me see. One, two, maybe three. Center Street. I'm not driving up Center Street anymore. I'm not driving up. Cap- I never drive up. Cap- Capital don't even count. I don't even drive up Capital. Like Capital is like non-existent. I'm not acting scared. When you defend yourself and then something happens to somebody else, then you start getting upset about your baby. But when your baby jacked the wrong person and the wrong person shoots them, then you want to get mad and talking about your baby was just about to turn their life around, just about to, no. No. I don't know if the six-year-old was white or black. That's irrelevant for me. Uh, that's that's what um, 262-444 said. Was the, was, was, the, was, the, was the six-year-old white? Black? I don't know. I don't think it matters at that point. I'm just talking about gun violence. Or is that an assumption that every time you use a gun, you're black? I don't know. Interesting thought. 833-212-1017 is the number. I was going to take a break, but now everybody's blowing up my talking text line. Uh, Scott said, deploy the National Guard and station them every mile in the city. Uh, You can restore order. Uh, don't judge me. That's my suggestion. <clears throat> I'm not judging you at all. That's not the National Guard's job. The National Guard is there for emergencies. We haven't had an emergency declared. You know, Governor Evers will never declare an emergency in the city of Milwaukee. He don't care how many black people die. They're an occupying force. Yeah, but if it was your neighborhood and they was coming at your mansion and the governor's mansion in Madison, you would call the National Guard. So what are you talking about? Oh, that's right. Rules for me, not for thee. Got it. I forgot. And then White Widow said, Tennessee, the white woman assembly was not expelled. Of course, she and she watched as two black reps being destroyed. She should have quit in protest like with you until. Well, but here's the key. They got expelled. Now they're going to have a hearing to see if they can get reinstated. If they can't get reinstated. 
All they have to do is be reappointed. I think Tennessee has a Repu- has a Democratic governor. I don't know. Republican? I don't know. What you asking me? Fuck is it? Okay. E- either way, all they have to do is get reelected. And it's a two-year stint, right? So just get reelected and be done. And go back. Interesting. You said something about six-year-old not being raised up north. So how did they know? I was just being facetious when I said that. I mean, but if you really think about it, I don't know too many black kids or Hispanic kids that grow up with a gun like that at six years old and know how to use it. That's just me. 833-212-1017 is the number. Traffic, weather, and sports up next. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 of Truth. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. <laughs> <laughs> How are yes, you? Yes, I am. I'm listening. I'm okay. I'm crossing my leg talking to you. Uh-oh. And I, yeah, and I'm listening to uh, what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, you know, you know, I always call when you speak of the crime and the shootings and all of that and uh, the little stuff in uh, Tennessee. But I think the little I stuff, the make, little stuff. Well, it's a lot of stuff. Oh. It's, and okay. it's and Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's a yep. lot. The shooting at the bank. And, you know, I'll be watching everything back to kids. Mm-hmm. And it's always, but this here is with the guns. The other stuff that's happening, uh, in Nashville, no, the, the one that the guys got, that's Nashville, Nashville, where the guys got suspended, oh, kicked off, not suspended itself. But uh, uh, I think these people, um, your little, uh, I call them Ku Klux Klansmen, that's in those seats, uh, in those offices up there. I think they're trying to make statements. They're making state, statements to, we, the black people, shut up, and we just push you around the way we want to, and you have no voice. They're trying to silence our voice. And uh, when Jason was on uh, Friday, he spoke about how come we're, we're not active and uh, how come we're not raising, you know, you even said so, uh, how come we're not speaking about it, about the killings, about the shooters. When I call your station, I always speak about it. And I tell you that uh, um, 
if we can't do nothing about it, those with the powers that be can't do anything about it. We just have to start buying uh, body armor because if we we're in the wild wild west. But wait a minute, Sandra. But wait a minute, Sandra. Can't we do something about it? Like like black people complain about the law. They complain about black people getting arrested. But if you commit a crime, shouldn't you be arrested? And if and if found guilty, well, convicted, and go to jail? Look, politicians commit crimes. We're not talking about politicians, and we're not talking about anybody else. But we're not. I, and I'm no, no, Sandra, Sandra, a crime no, is a crime. Sandra, no, exactly. A crime is a crime. So then, but we're not talking okay. about politicians. We're talking about black people who shoot each other in our community and kill them. But, but we don't want to hold them responsible. Because of something that happened in the past. But you know, there's a law responsible for somebody kill somebody like that. Now, I mean, I'm not saying erase that. If somebody outlank kills somebody, we know it's laws for that. But isn't that what happens? What do you mean out and out? Like there's a way to kill somebody and it's okay? Look, but the gun is the thing they kill. If they didn't have a gun, what they what would they use? They'll use their hands. They use a knife. They use a. Come on now, Sandra. Sandra. Sandra, you and I both look, come on. Surviving. Come on. How about not no. kill people? How about not you injure shouldn't. people? Well, then you what shouldn't. are we talking about? Then why aren't we holding people accountable? Why do we? Why do people keep coming you up with excuses? Because you can't. Because the gun lobby. Gives we ain't all that talking money about the gun lobby. We're talking about you doing something. Well, stop want, blaming everybody you else. When come you on. want to curb the shooting. You, well, why do people need machine guns? Come on. We're not talking about machine guns? guns. We're talking about black why people killing each other. So what, well, why do we no. keep going around the thing? It we keep dancing around. We keep dancing around this it's thing. It's not just black, black people. We're not All talking about, I don't people. care that white people kill white people. I mean, I care as a human being. Listen. I care. Listen. Listen what I'm saying. Listen what I'm saying. I care. I care because they're human beings, and I think all life is precious. That's but right. when I'm living so in the neighborhood and the people are killing here? each other, How I have more. Into, it ain't got nothing to do with the guns. Stop it. Okay, I'm done. These are your kids. I'm done. Young kids. They ain't my kids. No. I'm done. Well, no, but I'm they're done. our kids. No, you can't, yeah, they can't well, be our kids, and then you not hold our kids yeah. responsible. Okay. Now you're talking I, I, out of both okay. sides I of your face, Sandra. You. Come no, on. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know society is this this is what they We're love. not talking about society. Us. We're talking no, about one individual see, killing somebody else. We kill each other. They love that. Not That's we. Just, oh, I bet you they go home and talk you about and it I so didn't. bad. You you yeah, and I didn't. They so, talk about us so bad because they need that. I don't they need care. that for the news. Media, I don't care. Everything. I don't care. Now, come on down here. We need a I don't come on care. Down. Somebody's still come dead. On down. And, and we're not down. holding people responsible. Uh, my Luther King. Oh, stop. Back, my Luther King. Okay, Harry, I'm done. Come on down. We go. We go get everybody together, and we go march on this situation. So yes, how you going to march yes, on something without holding people we accountable? We going to march on them guns. How get you gonna, rid of them what, guns. What you going to do? How? Explain to me how, Sandra. Explain to me how. schools back up. A lot of schools are closed. Cain slew Abel. In the school. Come on now. Cain slew Abel. He didn't need a gun. What are we talking about? There is no excuse. No matter what you say, there is no excuse to me. There is no excuse. And I'm you, keep making excuses. you keep and making I excuses for people, you. though. Come I guarantee you the politicians' kids ain't See, that. See, this is what happens when you don't talk to somebody for two days. Y'all got to make up for everything. It's the 
politicians' kids were getting killed. We ain't talking about politician kids. Yeah. And why don't you, okay, so so let me ask you this question, Sandra. Why don't you treat black kids like they treat politician kids? Why don't you stand up and scream and holler and march because all these killings are happening? I don't hear yeah, anybody saying anything. I don't hear anybody in the black community saying anything except on this radio station. I'm going to tell you, Come I on. don't have a community. Come on. I, ain't no houses by me. I don't have a community. <laughs> all these houses boarded up, deleted, depleted, city property. What do we have? You Nothing. got the rest of the city. And they know it. You got they, the rest they of the know city. it. They who? Look, Who's we, got, they? we got mayors, we got governors. Contrary hey, to popular belief, all the people you talk about that are Democrat don't really care. Throw away, throw away the key. It ain't all Democrats because the Republicans running all those seats up there. You know it too. And I Run know what it. seats. And, uh, and when the Democrats want to do something, they can't because the Republicans hold the seats. Why are we waiting again, Sandra? Why are we waiting for Democrats to do something for us in our city? I'm not waiting for Democrats. So then, what we got to get our kids educated so there are no civics and all this stuff. Then you got to throw people out of their seats. Then you got to throw people. Yeah, got to throw people. They don't know how serious serious this stuff is, and it's going to get worse. This is just the beginning. You know, I mean, hey, Sandra, it's been horrible for years. It's already gotten worse. It's already gotten worse. Yeah, I know. And it started it's, back it's in the already. 70s. It didn't just start. It started, We've yeah, had it one, two, three. Like, how, how many people died in the last, like, 12 hours? Mm-hmm. Well, how many How many cops got killed up there in Barron? What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? Somebody... Like, what is that? Why is it when black people, you, you give them some information, somebody and instead of them dealing with what you with said, they bring in stuff somebody that don't matter? Died. Who cares? Somebody died with a gun. Hey, look. I'm oh, yeah, you, that'll you. matter. Yeah, that's... Let, okay. let, right. let, let's armor up. Armor up. That's okay. what we got to do. So, in other words... Okay, then. All right, take, take care. So, in other words, let people shoot you. I'm going to just put armor on, and then you can just shoot me. Is, is that what I'm hearing? Just shoot me. I'll just put armor on. I'm not going to stop you from shooting me. I'm going to put on armor, so if you shoot me, I'll be okay. Like what? How about lock them up? Imagine that. Imagine that. Now, tomorrow we'll talk normal because we ain't talked to each other since, like, last Thursday. So, 833-212-1017 is the number. Do not call and write me about the, the Sandra get to holler at me, but I don't get to holler back at Sandra because y'all, 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 y'all tripping. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number, so I don't get in trouble. I got to read some. Get in trouble. Concordia University cordially invite you to an evening with two American heroes, Father Robert Sirico, founder of the Acton Institute for the Study of Religion and Freedom in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Mr. Robert Woodson, founder of the Woodson Center in Washington, D.C. They'll present topics concerning the common good of society, including how to address poverty and bring racial and social reconciliation, something we really need in this city. They'll also engage in dialogue with the audience. The event at Concordia University in Mequon is free, and the event will benefit the Milwaukee expansion of the Self-Reliance Clubs. To register, go to cuw-hope. That's cuw-hope.eventbrite.com.
Beats and watch filled with rocks. I'm just I'm just taken aback. I'm talking text on good afternoon from Sir Chauncey. Uh, with regards to your current subject matter, I believe that it's a assumption that both of those kids were black on the premise that statistically speaking, that has been what the stat sheet reveals over the course of the last dozen or so shootings of such nature. Okay. So, okay. So what if they were white? It's still a kind of, okay. So this also is in conjunction with the narrative of there being some despicable form or another of either child neglect or and child endangerment in the black household as opposed to the white single parent or otherwise. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. Let me think that through. Right. I don't really care if, if both kids were black or white or the teacher was black or white or anything. I'm not trying to racialize it, but race is a fact if it is. If the person is white, it's a fact. If the person is black, it's a fact. A child, a fact. I'm just stating the fact. Um, even if the six-year-old kid was white, I don't really care. A six-year-old should not be shooting somebody. But I understand what you're saying. I was using it as an example, but you're right. So let me. Well, no, we don't know whether or not the. Hmm. Let me find out. Mother of six-year-old. Arrested. Because I know she was arrested. The mother of a six-year-old who shot his first grade teacher, not criminally charged, shot his teacher, Abigail Zwerner. She was turning herself in. So we won't know if she's black or white until until we get, um, until they get, until she gets arrested. And then they release her. Well, we'll know if she's white, right? They won't release her mugshot. And so that way we'll know, right? When it's a black person, they get somehow they get the mugshot that's old before they even get charged. They're a suspect. Pictures and social media, everything be out there. They ain't even got charged yet. Let me get in trouble. Hey, this person, look at this picture. Oh, my God. They'll find the oldest, ugliest, worst picture of me ever and start saying, look, look what he did. And then if I'm not charged with something, they'll be like, oh, we're not going to report that because he didn't get charged. Wait, wait a minute. You reported that out? Hmm. But then again, that's just, I don't know, the media. 414-690, that's mean. Your comment is mean. I won't even repeat it. I won't even say it on the air because I have ADHD. So there. Now, now what you think? Huh? Huh? Let me find that person. Sandra, my girl, now. I have much respect for Sandra. She's very nice. I respect her. She's one of our first listeners. Probably was our first listener. 
So I'll be taking up for our, for our fans. Now watch it. Sir Chauncey, Scott, everybody. Some of y'all be talking crazy. It's okay. Everybody here can speak. That's why we're here, to speak your mind, to be able to have a voice, to be able to speak and say, even when you disagree or you don't agree or you just, you know, it's okay. Not everybody is going to speak like you or me or be clear in their thought or or be sensible. They, they may, they'll be emotional. They'll be upset. It's okay. That's why we're here. She made sense in everything she talked about because that is her neighborhood. I know exactly where she lives. I know exactly where she lives. I know exactly the neighborhood she's talking about. I've driven up that street as a cop before. What how she's describing her neighborhood is exactly how her neighborhood is. So when y'all start when y'all start tripping and start okay, this don't make no sense. Oh, okay. I hate when I read stuff and then it's it's out of order and gotta. Why we get all this stuff to read? Oh my goodness. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm done. I quit. (laughs) I quit. Tune in to Truth in the Afternoon with me, Dr. Ken Harris, this Wednesday at 4.15. I'll be joined by Northwestern Mutual's financial advisors, Erica Wright and J.B. Bell, where they will be discussing key terms people should know. Financial terms you should know. So when you hear it, like basis points. Stuff like that, where you hear it all the time, but you have no idea what it is. If you have any financial questions during the show, call in 833-212-1017. You'll get free advice. That's Wednesday, April 12th, 415, right here on the new 1017, The Truth. And speaking of that, uh, in the same vein, you got to remember, April is Financial Literacy Month. And so we have you covered when you're really going to be learning about your finances, managing your finances. Um We'll talk about the terms with Northwestern Mutual, but on Truth Be Told, at 8 o'clock in the morning, every Wednesday in April, uh, they'll be joined by a representative from Educators Credit Union to discuss financial strategies to help you best manage your finance. That's every single Wednesday in the month of April. Truth Be Told, Denise Thomas and Telly Hughes, 8 o'clock a.m. Also Saturday. Now, Saturday's a full day, so if you if you'd like to listen to our The Best Of, watch this. That's cute. But this Saturday, you need to really you need to really be listening. Tune in to Truth this Saturday, 10 a.m., another episode of Soft Life Chronicles. Um, okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna have Alex or Rhea take care of this because if I read it, uh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Let me see. Because, you know, I got to, there it is. Okay. All right. Be sure to tune in to the truth this Saturday, 10 a.m. for another episode of Soft Life Chronicles presented by all of us in Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. Denise Thomas will be joined by Gina Green-Harris, Dr. Gina Green-Harris, Dr. Nia C. Norris, and Mir the... It's Mirtha, 
It's Mirtha Sosa Pacheco. Pacheco. Who wrote who 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 wrote this out? It's Mirtha Sosa Pacheco. Just write it normal <laughs> from all of us. And what they're going to be talking about is breaking silence and having a dialogue about the impact of Alzheimer's and dementia can have on individuals and their families. We have a lot of families in the Milwaukee community that are dealing with this with older people. So they're going to be having a discussion about that. Be sure to tune in 10 a.m. Soft Life Chronicles presented by all of us in Milwaukee this Saturday on the new 1017 The Truth. And at 11 o'clock, check out Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance, hosted by me and Fred Johnson. He's the vice president and Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. We'll talk about the Erie difference and why more than 90% of their customers stay with Erie and what sets them apart. Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance this afternoon, Saturday. And then at 12 noon, come back for all of us in Milwaukee making health a priority. Uh, I'll be joined by Bashir Easter and Caroline Nickerson, and we'll talk about and celebrate science and promote the benefits of having a better understanding of science and technology. That's this Saturday at noon right here on the new 1017 The Truth.